that's been a huge thing with motherhood is it's really taught me to just slow down and kind of enjoy life where we're at. Like you can still have goals. You can still have things you're going after, but don't be so quick to just rush right on past those things to get to the next step. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. All right, friends, welcome back to Gather and Growth. Today, I am so excited. I swear I say that every week. I'm so excited about everyone who gets to come on the podcast because I just love having interesting conversations with people that I admire who are doing incredible things in the world. And you are for sure one of them. Mm -hmm. My friend Sarah had me on her podcast long before I got into the podcasting world. She made me feel very fancy and important. So it is genuinely an honor to get to share her with you today. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. This is so fun. Okay. For someone who is just meeting you for the first time, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do, what got you to today? Yes. Oh my gosh. Where do I even start? So this is like one of those questions where <laughs> I feel like anytime but anybody asks me that, especially like family, like, what do you do? I'm like, um, a lot of things. <laughs> so Perfect. I kind of started my entrepreneurial journey when I was fresh out of high school and I was one of those people that just didn't want to go to college. I ended up going to a small community college because in my family, it was like, you have to do some sort of college. So went to community college and just kind of got an associate's degree, just kind of piddled around trying to decide what I wanted to do. And I was a major horse girl at this point in time. I grew up being a horse girl and I knew I wanted to do something with horses, but I also found a passion with photography. And so I kind of blended the two together in a way. And I started a horse training business and I started a photography business and sometimes those things would overlap. And so that was really fun. And I swore when I started my photography business, I didn't want to do anything like weddings because that was super intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. But then I second shot my first wedding and was like, okay, that wasn't so bad. So maybe I'll go that route. And then kind of just dove headfirst into wedding photography. And then I was balancing this career as a photographer and this career as a horse trainer. And that was actually how I met my husband, who was cattle ranching up in Montana. And he hired me to come start Colts for him. And that kind of spiraled into this whole thing of, okay, now what's our life going to look like? So we moved around a lot and horse training kind of just fell off a little bit because it's just hard to do that when you're moving around and just trying to figure out where you're going to land. So we moved a lot. That kind of fell away. Photography really picked up and I was doing so much photography stuff. But then COVID hit in 2020 and obviously everything shut down. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out what to do because nobody's seeing each other in person anymore. And my job as a photographer is very much in person. And so I kind of just started dabbling with the idea of 
teaching education. And I was like, okay, I've started these two very different businesses. Like I have something to offer. So I started to put educational content out there and it started to pick up. And I was like, okay, I think it'd be really cool to do this in a podcast format. So I spent the whole year of 2020 kind of figuring out how the heck to start a podcast. And my podcast launched in January of 2021. And so that was really fun. And that was a big, huge, different life venture for me. And just kind of as me and my husband have grown and we got engaged and obviously got married and had a baby. And I just over this crazy season and crazy couple of years have just pivoted a lot. And I'm very multi-passionate as a person. And so I love change and doing different things. But I've kind of come to realize that I have this really big passion for helping other business owners, especially that do live rurally, because I was told and kind of the basis of why I started doing education was there's that saying that says every successful rancher has a wife that works in town. Mm. And I, it was kind of a joke that my husband said to me and I was like, well, I've always wanted to be a stay at home mom. I don't want to have to go work in town, but I do like working and I like you know, being my own boss. And so I was like, why can't I do both? Why can't I live rurally, you know, do the ranching lifestyle, but also have a business and make money and not have to go have a nine to five job somewhere. So that kind of has just been my basis for life and and lots of changes come with it. And now I'm kind of stepping away from weddings because I have a family now and it's a lot of weekends away to do weddings. And I've built up a team now that they can go do weddings for me. And that's really fun to kind of step into that role. So just a lot of different things to get where I am today. But I'd say now I'm I'm really heavily focusing on podcasting, helping brands, you know, grow online and content creation kind of resources. And that's kind of my bread and butter right now. So that was a long, big thing. But that's that's kind of where we're at. I love it. And I love how much your entrepreneurial journey has changed, which is the Mm -hmm. blessing of being your own boss is getting to follow opportunities as they come and change your business as your life changes, which is really the heart of what we're here today, because you have gone through what I think is one of the biggest changes that so many women go through, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're a teacher or whether you work in town at the bank, like that transition between career to career after becoming a mom, Mm. like that is such a big change in some, in some ways, really big, obvious changes that we predict. And in all of these little micro internal changes that we never see coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a huge, huge wake up call for me. I wasn't sure what to expect with motherhood. I mean, everybody tells you so many different things. And I mean, I've always wanted to be a mom. That's all I've ever wanted growing up. I just, I knew that's what I wanted. And I mean, you get so much positive feedback, but you also get so many like negative things of, oh, your life's gonna be so different. Like enjoy it while it lasts and just all this stuff. And it, it kind of messes with your head. Like, well, what what am I supposed to expect after this? And 
in my head, I thought, you know, oh, I'm pretty, you know, like organized as a person. Like I'll be able to just pop this baby out and get right back to work and it'll be like nothing ever happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was a huge hard reality check for me of life is rather you want to or not, it's going to slow down and you, you have to just roll with it and, and figure out how to navigate not having just all the free time in the world that you want. <laughs> yeah. So I would love if specifically as a mom business owner who's made this transition, like what have been some of the things that surprised you? I know before we started recording, you talked about one specific example. So feel free to share on that. But also like what has surprised you and what have you learned along the way now that you're six months in, right? You're like yeah. just at the six month mark. Yeah, he turned six months yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so many things. I think I have had to learn how to time manage like so much better. It's just learning how to balance if that's even possible because <laughs> i i yeah i don't even know it's it's one of those things where i don't i don't know that balance is even the right word but you just learn to do both um you learn to s- kind of switch back and forth um and that's been a huge thing for me is learning that i'm not going to get 8 hours of consistent work done in a day it's going to be a 2 hour chunk here of work and then we go outside and play for an hour and then we do another 2 hour chunk here and when he's sleeping and then we come back and you know it just kind of goes back and forth and that was hard for me to adjust to because i'm very much the person that like wants to just check off my to-do list as i go and i want things to be very structured and having that flexibility was definitely an adjustment for me to grow in and to learn that, okay, like this is, we're going to stretch these muscles of learning how to get some work done here and then we take a break and then get some work done. And so that was a big one. Um, And then another thing I think you just learn is just giving yourself grace to Mm -hmm. not have to have like crazy high expectations for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, like I said, went into this thinking I was going to get so much stuff done and it's actually funny that I, what I've kind of realized about myself is throughout my stages of life, like when I was single, I used to look at specifically since photography was my main business at that point, I would look at other photographers who were like married. And for some reason, I was like, that's when I'm going to be a successful photographer is when I'm married because all the successful photographers I know are married. And I don't know what that has to do with it, but somehow that's going to, you know, I'm going to get married and all of a sudden my business is going to explode. And then I almost thought the same thing with like having a baby. I was like, okay, I'm married. Like it's going to be when I have a baby that this next big thing happens for me. And it's just funny how you do these things of like, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. And they have nothing to do with anything that you're doing. But I would just set those like weird parameters for myself. Mm. And I don't really know why, but I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, I'm not really sure where that came from, but I just feel like you're always looking for something different. And as an entrepreneur, I think that comes a lot is you're always looking for that next thing. And it's hard to almost sit with your current accomplishments and sit where you Mm. are in your present day life and say like, okay, like let's just rest in this season for a minute and enjoy where I'm at and enjoy the fruits of our labor that we've built thus far. And so that's been a huge thing with motherhood is it's really taught me to just slow down and kind of enjoy life where we're at. Like you can still have goals, you can still have things you're going after, but don't be so quick to just rush right on past those things to get to the next step. So that's, that's been a huge one for me. 
Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because one thing that came to mind is like, how have your expectations changed? And then the follow-up to that was going to be like, how has the goals that you have for yourself and your business changed Mm. over the past six months? Yeah. So as far as like expectations go, I think I used to just expect that I needed to do all the things. I mean, we were just joking about this before we hit record that, I mean, I do mostly everything in my business. Like I'm very hands-on. I do all my content planning, all my content creation, editing. I mean, all of it. And I am the type of person that wants to have all the different platforms. I want to have the podcast, the Instagram accounts, the YouTube channel, like all the things. And I very quickly realized like, you know, I convinced myself that I could do it all. Like I could manage my time well enough to get it all done. And there might be a couple days where I'm like rolling, I'm like ahead of the game. And then all of a sudden something happens and I'm behind again. And then I get down on myself and I'm like, oh, I'm just so bad at time management. Like I can't get all this stuff done. And I've just tried to put so much on my plate and expect that I could get it done. And I think my expectations have changed in the sense of I I can't expect myself to get all that done. I And even with just life stuff, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to do all these things with business and then I'm going to cook all the meals and clean the house and be this like superhero wife and mom. And it's just, you can't put all of that on yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my husband, he is a saint and he is so helpful with everything, but I still am just like, I, I've gotten down on myself like, oh, I'm a failure if I'm not the one making the meals every night and it's not some gourmet dinner all the time. And he doesn't care. You know, I can feed him chicken nuggets and he's fine with that <laughs> or he'll make something, you know, but it's like, it's just those things, those expectations you put on yourself for a role. You almost set like, you know, expectations for yourself just where you're at in life. And so I've really had to let a lot of that go and just realize that in this season, it's not going to look like that. And I don't think there's ever a season where you can do all the things. That's just an unrealistic expectation for yourself. So that kind of has just almost shifted. Being able to step into that realization has almost shifted my goals where even with the start of this new year, I was big on New Year's resolutions for a while. There was like several years where I was all about new year, new me, we're going to do all these things. And This year was like one of the first years where New Year came and it went. And I don't think I wrote down a single New Year's resolution for myself. I was like, you know what? We are going to do something different. I'm not going to like put this pressure on myself of I'm going to get my new planner and start this whole new thing and, um, you know, get super organized. Like I didn't put pressure on myself in that way. I kind of just set some more casual goals of like, okay, I'd like to make this much this year and kind of like slowly break down what that's going to look like. But I wasn't so strict on I'm going to go to the gym every single day and do all these things all the time and just make it too hard on myself. I tried to just just keep it realistic and do things that I knew I wouldn't end up disappointing myself on, really. (laughs) Right. Well, it sounds like it's a lot of meeting yourself where you're at. Mm -hmm. It's like you can do a lot of things, but you can't do everything as perfectly or as expertly as you might be able to, if that was the only thing you were focusing on. It's like when you're a mom, when you're a business owner, when you're doing all of these intricate parts of your business and your wife and you're on the ranch, it's like, 
it really pushes you into a situation where you have to evaluate your priorities are. How do you want to spend your time? What goals are most aligned with what makes the most sense for your family? And then how do you structure your time and your energy, especially as a mom? How do you structure your energy around the things that matter most? And understanding that it might be letting go of something like you said, this like beautiful painted picture that you once thought of like, yeah. I'm going to be this like rock star entrepreneur and also make all the gourmet meals mm-hmm. and also like teach my kid three languages. And, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, yeah, chicken nuggets are dinner and you can outsource editing for your podcast. I know. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I seriously have learned that outsourcing is a great thing. And like I said, I started building my photography team last year. And that was so awesome. I mean, it's so stressful to give up part of your business because it is like your baby almost, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to let things go. But then it was like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting at home on a Saturday and I'm with my family while someone else is at this wedding shooting it for me and I get to be here and it's going to be done. And that's, it was such a good feeling. I'm like, wow. Like I get to just now enjoy the benefits of creating something and now I get to like let it go a little bit at a time. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that is definitely something I want to grow and stretch in even more this year is just letting go a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah. So I know one thing that you care a lot about is helping other Rural business owners, specifically women who are wanting to live on the ranch or live on the farm and build a career for themselves that they love. So I know that involves a lot of content creation, podcasting, coaching, things like that. How have those conversations changed based on your experience over the last six months compared to maybe what you would have said a year ago? Yeah, I, so it's funny because. I went through a season probably, I mean, probably in 2020, because I really like doubled down that year and just kind of got this idea of I'm going to step into this education world. And I mean, I was doing a lot of like self-reflection and like stuff like that, I guess, for myself at that point. And I was listening to a lot of different podcasts and things, people like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and, and people like that that are very like successful entrepreneurs. And I think those people have really great things to share. But what I will say is, especially people like Gary Vee, he puts out a lot of things that are like, you need to be creating like so many pieces of content a day. Like if you're not pumping out 20 reels a day and 20 different TikTok videos a day, then like you're never going to grow. And I like stepped into this hustle mode of like, Mm -hmm. I just have to be a content creation machine. And like, that is all I'm going to do is hustle, hustle, hustle. And I was like head first deep into hustle mode. I did the whole wake up at four o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, journal, like everything they say to do. And I mean, I felt really good. There was a lot of months when I was in that season where I was like, this is great. I feel so productive. I'm getting so much done. And then I hit a wall and I was like, wow, I'm tired. This is a lot. I am like, so my brain is fried. And so what I kind of had to learn was, you know, and and because at that point too, when I was doing education, I was taking everything that I was learning and putting that into students. And I'm like, 
you got to go, you got to hustle, like create all this stuff. Yeah. Do all the things like live, breathe, whatever your business. And I hit this wall and I was like, this is not sustainable. Like this is not going to work. And it's not that there's not truth in that. Like there is truth in the more content you put out there, the faster you're going to grow. Like that's not wrong. But I don't think it's sustainable long term. And I think everybody goes through a season of hustle. And I think it's good to go through it in chunks. And like you do a season of like, okay, we're going to like grind really hard at this one project. Like this is what we're focusing on. But then you need to take a break. It's like just as you're scheduling all that hustle, you need to schedule like a break for yourself and say, okay, like we're going to focus hard on this week and then ease back on this week. And I think that's important because, I mean, it fried me and I felt totally burnt out. And I went from like showing up all the time and being like super active to just like completely falling away and like fell off the face of the planet. And I feel like my followers and every, and you know, clients and things like that are like, Where, where'd you go? Like, what happened? Yeah. And so I had to kind of, like you said, meet myself where I was at and think, okay, there's something to be said about yes, hustling and working hard and pushing yourself. But you also, on the other hand, can't overdo it to where you are going to just fry yourself. And so mm-hmm. that has been a huge shift for me personally and a huge shift on how I have, I think, approached what I teach other people, especially, like I said, I do a lot of rural women. And I think the big dream for all of us is to live this lifestyle. And for me, that's mm-hmm. what it's about is lifestyle. And, and I want to live out in a rural area, but I don't want to have to sit here at my computer for nine hours a day just staring at my computer screen. I want to do what I have to do and then go outside and be with my horses and be with my kids and and do the fun things. And the reason why we build the business, because I think you can get lost in that, is you become an entrepreneur to have more time freedom. You don't do it to work more. (laughs) And I feel like I fell into that of like, okay, wait, I didn't want to go work a nine to five job because I wanted to have more free time. And yet here I am, you know, 10 hours a day working. Like what am I doing? (laughs) It's like the memes that are like, I quit my nine to five to work a 24 (laughs) seven. It's so true. And I mean, like I said, it's, there's seasons and I think there's at times where that's necessary and that's that's mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good but it's necessary but as long as you understand that okay like you're going to you're going to get in you're going to do what needs to be done and then you got to get out and you got to give yourself that reset and and be able to just drop the drop that hustle mode and and relax because that's going to recharge you to come back even better and more inspired cuz you just you can't like I, I convinced myself I could do it all the time and that would just be my MO is I was going to be the just total like check off all the boxes all the time and nope, you will you will fall flat on your face, my friend. <laughs> you know what Tony Robbins and Gary Vee don't have is a newborn. This is true. This you is what, very true. Teams of people to take their one piece of content it into 500. Okay. A 100%. And that's like the other thing is, yeah, they have teams. And if they have hundreds of people, they have companies. So if you are the one woman show, you aren't going to be able to take this one YouTube video and turn it into 500 reels like they can because you have to do that all. 
<laughs> but I didn't see that for a while. I was like, he must be doing all of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's where that's where it gets so hard is we hold ourselves to all of these standards mm-hmm. of other people without knowing the full story, mm-hmm. without realizing how much they outsource, without realizing who they have working for them, without realizing all of these other factors in their lives. And we hold ourselves to that or shame ourselves for not being able to do that. Yeah. And in reality, like, even if you were to maintain that, like you said, like, even if you do grind, hustle, get all of that out, what goals are you actually meeting by that? Because do you really want a six figure business or do you want to replace your income so you can stay home? Like, Mm -hmm. do you want the bajillion Instagram followers or do you want to have meaningful connections with people that you care about? Like, Mm. I think sometimes we want to try all of these different things, but it's like, are you actually in alignment with what makes sense for your life? And like what you really want, which is like the question we ask a million times over on this podcast is like, what do you actually want your life to look like? Because then your goals and your habits and the things that you do need to match that. Well, that was actually something too that I learned with my photography business, because when I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go with that, it was all these photographers. It was like getting really trendy and really popular to do traveling elopement, like destination weddings that were so beautiful and everybody was doing it, or at least it looked like everyone was doing it that I looked up to. And I was like, oh, that's success. Like, that's what I need to be doing. But then it would be like, I would book a wedding that was like two hours away and I'm like, this is terrible. I hate driving this far. And I I very quickly realized like, Why am I trying to be this destination photographer when I really don't like traveling that much? Like, I like being home. I mean, yeah, I want to take a vacation every now and then, but I don't want to be gone every weekend for work. Like, I want to, I want to travel for fun. And so I, that was just kind of piggybacking off what you said. Like, I thought I wanted this thing. And it turns out when I really, really deep down did some soul searching of like, what do I want? I'm like, this isn't it. Like, I, why am I chasing this carrot that is not what I actually want in my life? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. So that yeah. was, yeah, that was a big one for me. Yeah. I think that lends to even just another conversation. I'm wondering if this comes up in uh, like the students you work with, things like that, is people who are like, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I could possibly do. Like, I crave this time freedom. I'm interested in the idea of starting my own business, but like, what do I even do? Like, what advice would you have to offer for someone who's like looking at this sea of possibilities? Yeah, that is a huge one because there is so many different things you could do. And if you don't directly know what you're passionate about, um, and and even that's kind of a, a tricky road to walk because some people have things that they like to do for hobbies, but as soon as they turn it into a business, you can lose that passion for it. And so it is kind of a tricky road to walk. But if you're really in a place where you have no idea what you want to do, but you just know you want to start something, start some sort of online income, anything like that, I feel like the best place is just starting where you're at and starting to show up online and building a presence for yourself is really a good place to, even if you don't have anything to sell yet, but 
I mean, social media has come so far to where mm-hmm. everybody is a personal brand. Like you are your own brand and you can make money just sharing your lifestyle, just what you do on a daily basis. And eventually that turns into businesses. I mean, there are content creators out there. And I mean, I know the whole influencer content creator thing, like that's a touchy subject for some, but I mean, it's so true. And they show up and they just show like you don't even have to have an aesthetic life. Like you don't have to have the prettiest house on the block. You could just show, I mean, the messy middle that you're in. Talk about being a mom and just you are a stay-at-home mom and what that looks like for your day-to-day life. And I mean, people get brand deals doing that and things even aside from that, like businesses just come out of that. I mean, if you would have asked me five years ago if I thought my photography business would somehow lead to me doing a podcast and teaching education, like I would have never thought that that's where I went, but it's just the more you're in one thing, it, it, you pivot and you transition as life grows and things move along, like things pop up that you never even realized were potentially an option. And, you know, like there's people that just show up, they love clothes and fashion and that's something they're passionate about. So they just share fashion and outfit ideas on social media and it leads them to opening up their own boutique and clothing boutique. And so it's, you never know what it can go. One thing can turn into another. So I would say if you're just totally not sure where to start, I would just start getting comfortable with sharing your life and where you're at and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And you'll start to see people almost telling you what they want more of. You know, People will say, oh, can you talk more about your life as, I mean, whatever you do, a airline pilot or whatever, you know, I mean, people build their whole social medias and careers and and start these side businesses, just talking about certain topics that they didn't think were that interesting. But people, people will tell you what they want. So if you're if you're stuck, I would just do your best to listen to what what the other people are saying. And you can also ask people in your life, like, what do you think I'm good at? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes, you know, asking your spouse or your parents or whoever, like, what do you think I'm really good at? What do you think I could be good at? And that might spark some some ideas for you also. Mm, gosh, that's such good advice. I actually had a very similar conversation with someone right before we got on this interview. She's coming to the Ascend Retreat and, you know, kind of looking at where do I even start? What do I even say? And I'm like, honestly, I just started an Instagram account and I had no idea no idea that it would turn into facilitating masterminds or hosting retreats or having a podcast. I was like, I just wanted to find other women in the middle of nowhere who could nerd out over personal growth books as hard as I could. Like, that's it. And not to say that it was like a snap of a finger and now I have a business. Like that was in 2020. Yeah. But it gets the ball rolling and you start making those connections and you start to see what people need or what you even need. Like that's how mastermind started. I was a new entrepreneur and going crazy that I didn't have someone to talk to about my ideas. Mm-hmm. was like, so then I started talking to other rural entrepreneurs who are like, oh my gosh, me too. Like yeah. I'm just going crazy in my own mind. I'm like, well, what if we just met every yeah. other week and talked about it? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I love that you said that because I think oftentimes we really stress out about finding the right thing. Mm-hmm. I gotta find I gotta find my passion, I gotta build a business, I gotta do this. And it's like, what's the next like little step that you can do that sounds interesting or fun or that you're curious about or feels a little scary, but like why not? Yeah. Yeah. What do you enjoy talking about and doing? And you just you never know. If you if you love being in the depths of motherhood, talk about motherhood. Talk about things that work for you. What kinds of, you know, baby things you liked and what worked for you and what didn't and or business or 
whatever that might look like for you, you know, like I said, fashion, it could be, I mean, anything and, and just sharing your life, I feel like really is such a big thing right now. I mean, there, it is at your fingertips. You have the whole world at your fingertips when you're on social media. And I think people forget about that, that, you know, there are people out there that care about the fact that you're sharing, you have dishes in the sink, like other people want to feel connected to you like they it's easy to look at the the perfection and the people that are posting their pristine houses after it just got cleaned and they take the picture and then post it and you think they look like that all the time and you get down on yourself but people are craving to go on and follow somebody that is them i mean it is is their life they are the parents that don't have it all together and they're willing to share that and and i think that's that's a huge thing to remember and it's hard it's very vulnerable to to open mm-hmm. up. But one of my, one of the biggest compliments I think I've ever gotten was when I've met somebody in person and they've said, Sarah, I feel like I already know you because of social media. Like I already know who you are. And the funny thing is my trick with social media is to show up enough to where you feel like you know me, but in reality, like you don't, there's so many things you don't know about me um, mm-hmm. because I, my privacy is sacred to me. But I want to share enough to connect with people, but mm-hmm. not not have to put everything out on the line, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a beautiful thing when it's when it's people can can tell me like, oh, I, I know your husband's name and I know your son's name and I've been following you and I, I know your personality and that's all great. But there's also that line of I'm willing to share this much to where you you know the the general idea of who I am, but. I still have a life outside of social media. So, and you kind of find that balance as you go too, but that's definitely been a big one for me. Well, that's learning to set boundaries too, as a business owner of Mm -hmm. like how much, again, going back to energy, how much of my energy, how much myself am I putting into this? And then what is priority for me to keep for me? So I love that. Okay. Question I ask everyone who comes on the show, what does personal growth mean to you? Ooh, that's such a good question. What does personal growth mean to me? I think for me, especially in this season, because I probably would have answered this differently like years mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but right now, it's growing for me right now in this season is being willing to let things go and being willing to sit in a season of slowness. Because before I would have said that growth is growing, getting bigger, doing new things, doing a lot of things. And that was almost became easy for me. And now I'm struggling through this idea of slowing down and it's made me a better person. It's made me a more present wife, a more present mom. And I think I've really kind of stepped into this season of let's just let's just take a, a, a back seat for a little bit and slow down and and not feel like I have to be doing everything all the time. So I'd say that's, that's where we're at right now. (laughs) I would say it's like, you're becoming more intentional and coming Mm. into alignment of like, who am I really? What do I really want? Yeah. What are my priorities? I I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Well, I would love if you could share where people can connect with you on all the million channels and platforms (laughs) that you have, Uh, because I do think you are such an inspiration and just role model of what it looks like to be a rural woman with big goals and dreams in our heart. And I love seeing this side of alignment and 
you know, just as you evolve into this next season, it's, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes, there's a million places you can find me online. Um, I would say my main platforms are Instagram. So my personal Instagram is at Mrs. Sarah Elrod. Um, you can follow and listen to my podcast, which is the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. And then I post more like ranch lifestyle things on the making of Elrod Ranch. Um, but yeah, I'd say those are those are kind of my main places. And there's links to everything else from there. But <laughs> definitely, definitely hang out with me on Instagram. It's a good time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I know you have uh, a little one who's ready to go play outside <laughs> or something fun. So I appreciate you uh, making the time and space for this. Thank you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.